Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. I'll be talking with director, writer, and actor Adam Sonnet. Hold on while Adam joins us here shortly. Adam, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the show, man. How are things going with you today, buddy? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm glad you're doing well, man. Glad you're doing well. Well, let's get started here. Now, for the listeners, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what it is you do in your line of work exactly? Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm a director and film producer. I've been uh, making films and web series uh, for, I'd say, about eight years. And I've been living down here in California for a couple years now, got into the uh, independent film circuit. And uh, uh, as you know, I've been working on Base Command uh, yeah. with Mark Zikri and uh, did some acting in it. And I'm also heading up the arts department and marketing, uh, basically uh, helping with the props and making things and stuff for the movie. And uh, if you don't know anything about Space Command, you can look it up uh, on spacecommand.com. And uh, it's a new science fiction film series written and directed by Mark Zikri. It's uh, pretty exciting. We're actually getting ready for Comic-Con and uh, well, just coming around the corner here. And uh, it's going to be a madhouse, but um, we're, we're kind of getting excited <laughs> for it, getting amped up. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be um, big, man. It's coming up next weekend, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's a bittersweet, you know, kind of thing, but um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. That's but, right. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for um, uh, for a while now, I've been working on stuff. Um, uh. I love science fiction, as you know, and mm-hmm. just grew up on it and, you know, kind of absorbed myself with the uh, the genre. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that I do and work on is sci-fi related. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. Now, let's talk about, like, you said you were working on Space Command, and like you said, uh, for everybody that's uh, created by Mark Zickery, who's actually a legendary science fiction writer-director, he's done everything from, like, Deep Space Nine, Babylon 5, and so forth. Uh, you said that there's right. a website for that. Yeah, there's, there's a website for that. Can you explain maybe a little bit about, like, the plot of the film, like, you know, what, what it's about, maybe, like, the characters, the setting, and stuff like that? Yeah, um, basically, you know, it's, takes place in the future and uh, it's about man's uh, exploration into the solar system colonizing uh, planets and moons and and it's a story of you know a 
two families in their expedition through space. And it, I'd say it's kind of comparable to a, a saga like Dune, uh, where you know it expands over the course of you know hundreds and hundreds of years. The Mark Zikri, you know, talks about it a lot, and and he plans to make uh, six feature films and spanning through this course of time, showing the um, uh, <laughs> my cat's attacking me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, there's a, a, a great story arc with um, the main characters. Uh, as you know, it stars uh, Robert Picardo and mm-hmm. Doug Jones uh, and Mira Ferlin and a whole host of other actors. And so we're, we're very excited about it uh, because it's, you know, it's one of those stories that... Um, that touches the human soul, you know, it's not just spaceships blowing up and things like that, but it's, it's got a, a deep, rich plot uh, that I think fans will enjoy. Um, other than that, you know, I mean, I don't want to say too much else, um, but people that will be going to Comic-Con, uh, they're going to be showing um, some new footage, uh, a teaser, and a scene of Doug Jones and Robert Picardo, which uh, oh, cool. will be very exciting. And I believe, yeah, um, I believe they'll be there, too, for the panel, mm. uh, which is um, it's going to be at, on Friday at 8 p.m. Okay. Um, and you can neat. find the details and stuff. What's that? I said that's pretty neat. Yeah, and if you want to, if people want to know more details, they can just you know look up spacecommand.com, and uh, mm-hmm. there should be information about the the Comic Con panel and also the actors, um, you know, poster signing times and stuff like that. Very cool, very cool. Well, I know the film's got a lot of actors uh, that have played in a lot of various uh, sci-fi movies, television series. Like you said, you had Robert Picardo, who everybody knows was on Voyager for Star Trek as the hologram doctor. And I believe there's Billy Mummy, who's mm-hmm. famous from Lost in Space and all that. Just curious, being a part of this type of a, a new project, like independent film series, that has so many science fiction stars and icons and stuff, are there like any fun stories off the top of your head while you started filming? And if so, what might those be that you could share? Um... Well, um, I would just say, I mean, being a part of it is a thrill in in itself, you know, um, being able to, you know, engage with these icons. You know, I mean, I meet with Mark Zikri on a weekly basis, and and we talk, and he shares a lot of his stories, and and, uh, and just kind of watching him as a, a professional and a mentor, in in the film industry and then his knowledge in sci-fi. I mean that that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things uh, I can't think of at the top of my head, but um, you know, there's been some you know just some great moments even on set. You know, with with the cast and crew 
mm-hmm. just, you know, everyone is very nice and uh, everyone's just very um, encouraged and, and they're excited about what they're doing. And so that in itself is fun and just kind of creates an atmosphere, you know, of of enjoyment, you know, because, you know, we're all working on a movie that, that we that we love and it's for um, a genre that we enjoy. And so, you know, just with everything put together, it, it's a, a rewarding experience and, and I'm, I'm happy and blessed to be a part of it, you know, because, you know, these things, you know, you know, don't, they're very rare um, right. to uh, find a, uh, a filmmaker who's doing this and it's his passion and dream He's doing it all independent, you know, crowd-funded, and, you know, people are volunteering and pitching in, and uh, and so it's, 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 a new, it's a new type of um, filmmaking in which, you know, we're not um, using the, uh, the studios and the networks to make it. We're doing it all ourselves, so, you know, we're doing it from the ground up. And so it's exciting, very exciting. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I like the, I like the concept, the how the way they're pitching it, more like a like a vision of the future. They're going to give us hope and stuff like that. Now you mentioned there being <laughs> which is what we need, <laughs> right? Totally, man. Now you mentioned uh, there being like a lot of these independent, you know, separating from the big studios and groups of individuals that are like creating their own various films and series, which include science fiction, of course. With the rise in this independent filmmaking, this is a growing and growing and the ability to produce next, like you said, movie studio effects on much smaller budgets. Where do you see this trend going in years to come? And do you think that perhaps this is the future, creating stories, leaving the big studios eventually like relics of the past? Um, well, I, I definitely see it as an alternative and mm. I, I see it as something more feasible for people you know, because, you know, back in, you know, 20, you know, I mean, not that long ago, 20 years ago, you couldn't do this. Um, you needed to have the the studio networks to fund and distribute your project. You know, you had to use their equipment and, and their film and stuff, and it was expensive. You know, now things are becoming more affordable, more accessible, you know, and, and, we, and we know this, you know, but... Because of this, people that are artists and people that have dreams and and visions for movies or or stories they want to get out there, there's a medium and a way to do it now, and uh, and, and I believe it, it's taking off even more now to where uh, we you know we can reach people all over the world mm-hmm. to uh, fund our film to be a part of it. You know we have all kinds of um, contacts uh interested in this film from other countries and and so it, it's it's a new era um mm. and you know the, the 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 open market in the media and everything that we have access to makes it possible mm. you know now i hope it i hope that it stays this way you know um you know, we just need to make, make a demand for it, you know, and mm-hmm. make sure that uh, that no one 
can kind of block it or get in the way because because the people you know are always going to try to get their um, finger in the pie basically. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with what you're saying on that, and uh, but like like you said, like you can make these films now like pretty close, if not you know with the pretty quality effects and stuff. And I think it also, in my opinion, has something to do with the advancements on like uh, technology with like cameras, graphics, computer programs, oh, of course, and so forth. Yeah. So I just thought I mean, that it's, that it's you know, okay. revolutionizing uh, very quickly and rapidly. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that you had mentioned that. Yeah, and other than uh, Space Command, um, I also work on um, voiceover projects. I've been doing Mm -hmm. voiceover for a number of years. Um, Things from like audiobooks to video games and animations, uh, mostly on an independent level. But, uh, you know, I enjoy what I've always loved doing ever since I was a kid was doing voices and things, um, creating characters. And uh, and so that's another uh, passion project of mine, just, you know, getting my voice out there. And, uh, um, and then another uh, project, side project I've been working on with uh, a producer, his name's Steve Hopkins, um, he's making a, a series of music videos. Yeah, he's a, a music um, composer, and he a lot of the music and soundtracks that you hear on TV shows, you know, he is probably the guy behind a lot of them. Uh, he's done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of TV shows uh, and their soundtracks. And so we're making um, uh, music videos, and the one music video that I'm working on with him, it's uh, called Police State. And it's basically uh, kind of exposing the um, the militaristic uh, rise of the police state that we're seeing all over the country right now. And so it's, it's another voice and medium to get the word out there to kind of wake people up to that aspect of what's going on in the world. Right. That's cool. That's really cool. Now, I have a question. Yeah. It's kind of on a side flip of the coin of that topic. You said, like, you got the militaristic side of things with the police state. This particular topic, like we had talked about a while ago, which pertains to the modern cinema and television that are being created by the big studios today, based on the current right. trends in filmmaking, it almost seems like, to me, a vast deal of the programming on TV and the movies are set in like a much darker tone and are geared towards what I like to call the real-life walking dead. Now, in your own words, what are your opinions on this particular trend, and also what would you like to see happen in the future, perhaps, to bring about programming that presents a more hopeful vision of the future while still entertaining the viewer? Right. Um, well, you're right. What what we're seeing um, happen in television is they're they're showing... Uh, a very dystopic, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. view of the future, and you know it's unsettling when it's when it's everywhere. You know, I mean, because mm. you've got shows like you know Revolution, Falling Skies, uh, The Walking Dead, Defiance, mm. 
you know, and there's a whole host of others. They're, they they depict a very uh, dark society where where everything's collapsed and it's all about survival. And mm-hmm. there's there's everyone is out to get each other. You can't trust anyone. There's no good guys anymore. You know the the the, the villain. Everyone's a villain basically. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. So it, there's no one really to to like as far as a hero, and and so it I, I see it happening. You know, I mean, either either you have you know post-apocalyptic TV shows um, or supernatural paranormal, uh, which the Sci-Fi Channel kind of puts out a lot of that stuff. I mean, it's either you know vampires and werewolves and and ghosts and and orgies basically, uh, but um, but it's like you know there's there's definitely the, a trend of where what we used to love about sci-fi, you know, Star Trek and and things like that, where it kind of showed a a vision of the future that you know wasn't perfect, but you know, it was a better society in a way. We're not seeing that anymore. And in fact, like most of those shows don't exist. Um, And so what, you know, what I'd like to see is definitely a change, you know, towards um, something that can give humanity hope, you know. Right. I don't know. Um, Ultimately, I think that that'll happen basically by people who get into the um, film industry that are educated and also, you know, don't want to see that anymore. They, they'll make it a change themselves, you know, but since Mm -hmm. everything's so controlled and the networks are controlled and, you know, it's all about social engineering and, and uh, trying to, you know, manipulate the masses rather than uh, give us the ability to have an open mind and free thinking. You know, it's, it's everything's very um, towards conditioning and acclimating humanity to uh, being like slaves, basically. And, and you mentioned um, zombies, The Walking Dead. You know, it's it's apparent that, you know, society, if humanity doesn't wake up out of this trance that we're in, and and people are waking up uh, every day, people are waking up out of it and realizing, you know, oh my gosh, this is happening, what's going on, you know, this isn't right. Um, But, you know, there are still a number of people that are in the dark and creating awareness, um, creating films, that bring awareness. Um, there are some new documentary films out there. Uh, there's a film premiering this weekend in Denver. Uh, it's called uh, There's No Place Like Utopia. And uh, it's um, made by a groundbreaking filmmaker. And this film, you know, I believe will, uh, could be the tip of the spear that might open up and unlock minds that are still in the dark, still 
feeding on the propaganda that they're getting from the mainstream media, uh, which is something that, you know, we need to be aware of that, you know, that there's a machine that's dictating and trying to control and uh, seduce minds into a false reality. And, And once you realize that, and, and know that there is, you know, a um, an agenda that you can break free from, you know, I think then people will start, you know, there'll be a, a bigger change, more of a uh, a revolution, not a revolution of war, but a revolution of, of mind, a revolution of uh, knowledge and education, um, information, and where people can, you know, take the the tools that they have and and use them freely, you know, huh. and not be under like a kind of like an oppression is, and that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, with right. with this um, police state and with social control and everything kind of you know being collectivized, you know, where. You know, I mean, there's there's so much stuff going on in the world. I mean, we can have a show just talking about that. Uh, I'll um, <laughs> I'll stop for now, and you know, we can <laughs> um, we can move forward. Oh, you're all good, man. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying on these topics. I mean, like you said, it's all programming. It's all kind of oppression. It's like everybody's not everybody. Like you said, people are awake, but they're also in the trance. And the studios have kind of got control. You've got, like, these round table of writers that are, like, almost like under some kind of spell, writing all these dark and kind of apocalyptic visions of the future. But, you know, there's some yeah. positive stuff, but there's it's diluted down in a way that it's not like the old stuff like Star Trek and everything. I have another question, a few questions, actually, before I have to end the show. You have another project that you're in the process of working on, based off of a super cool comic book you created called Space Dominators. Not sure how far you're on with that. I know you said that you're still working on that, but could you tell everyone maybe a little bit about your vision for that project and what you would like to do to bring the comic you created to life? Um, yeah, it's uh, Space Dominators. It, it's still in the works. I, You know, it's um, things... I've changed a lot of things, and so it, it's uh, definitely one of my own passion projects, you know, but it's, um, it has to do with, uh, um, the awakening of the mind as we've been talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, you know, the, the main character is a, um, he's basically, you know, the, the guy that was, you know, working for the bad guys and, Mm -hmm. He, you know, he was just blindly following orders, and right. but then he he kind of has a a moment of clarity where he realizes what he's doing is wrong, and he turns sides, but kind of becomes a double agent because he, you know, it's a um, a uh, the society. I mean, it takes place in another you know, universe and space. And um, so it's very sci-fi and, you know, there's, you know, aliens and 
and all that fun stuff. But the uh, the story is, you know, about, you know, resistance against mm. tyranny, you know, and and rising up and, and creating a a, um, a hopeful future like we're, we're talking about. And so I I um I've changed a lot of the dynamics of it, you know, and so it it's something that I'm I am working on. I'm I'm writing it, but um I'm not actively um producing it right now. It's just it's still in the the writing phase. And uh but um but you know, we do have um, you know, uh some stuff we posted a long time ago. Um on our Facebook page, it's a it's called Space Dominators, and um, people are welcome to look it up. And uh, but it, it's still in the early phases of development, and so um, can't reveal too much more about it, other than something that I do plan on doing, among a few other things I got on the back burner. But um, yeah, it's it's one of my um, it's one of my babies. And so when um when I have more uh um, I guess when I'm actively producing and maybe when eventually when we're actually in a production phase, uh yeah. I'll have a lot more content to share and Yeah, that sounds but, really uh, cool. Uh, but, I mean, go ahead. What's that? Oh, I was just saying what were you saying? Oh nothing I <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I I, I didn't hear you. Uh, I was just saying that was really cool that the project you're working on. Uh, I like to see more of that. Um, like the, I'm curious to see what you're going to do with the project. I remember the original trailer and all that that you had. Sounds very cool. Very cool project. I have one or two quick questions before after the show. Um, pertaining to the Star Trek um, topic, you also co-produced the uh, well-known Phantom Star Trek Phoenix. Now, for the listeners who you have you have yet to see the film, could you tell everyone about that just a little bit and the plot and the characters and so forth? Yeah, um, back in uh, 2010, uh, yeah. a group of filmmakers and and uh, my wife Elle and I we got together in Seattle to produce and we created uh, an episode. Um, and five vignettes, which um, were like little shorter episodes of, of characters. And uh, but Star Trek Phoenix, um, you know, if we had continued with it, it was a series um, that took place 42 years after Star Trek Nemesis, and there was a a, a merger of the. Um, the Federation and the Romulan Empire, um, and so uh, there was, um, you know, there was a whole new like dynamic that they were going to go with it, and uh, there was, you know, new technologies and new races as they were exploring more into the Delta Quadrant, and uh, you know, we had a whole bunch of people involved. We had a lot of Star Trek, um, you know, uh, writers and and actors that that were interested and wanted to be a part of it, you know. But it it was just a matter of funding, you know, because you know it's very expensive to create 
you know, uh, a good episode like that. I mean, we spent, you know, somewhere in upwards of like 30 something thousand dollars just hmm. for that one episode. And that was all like, you know, from donations and out-of-pocket expenses. But, hmm. you know, in order to do that, you know, you have to have that flow of income. And since you, you can't make any money off of the franchise, you know, it's it's really kind of a lose situation if you don't have the money. And so... Right. That was basically it. The, we had, didn't have the funding to continue it. If we had, I think it would have been a very stellar and awesome series uh, that actually took place in the further future of the Star Trek universe rather than recreating history in the past. Um, it would have continued the mission, you know, to go boldly where no man has gone before. You know, which was the roots of the the show. They wanted to get back to the the old Star Trek roots, and so um, right. you know, it was it was a fun project. We all enjoyed, um, but it it uh, you know it it fizzled out. You know, and and that happens to a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, you work on it, mm-hmm. you and sometimes things just fizzle out. But um, it uh, definitely. Uh, was a fun project, and um, and if people want to see it, um, it's called Star Trek Phoenix, um, and there's videos on YouTube, um, and uh, but that was um, created by executive producer Leo Roberts, and uh, he's doing some other things right now, but um, uh, definitely a, uh, a fun time. It's it's what really got uh, my wife and I into the science fiction film community and uh, just kind of open the doors for other projects down the road that, that have happened. And, and, uh, but it, it was definitely a fun one. Yeah, it looks like a great film. I was watching it, and uh, the special effects are very very well made. And like you said, I said it continue. I think it would be up there with some of the other fan film series and stuff. I know it's set in like, the future past the original TOS show and everything. Well, right quick before we end the show, just curious, are there any website links or information you'd like to give out for the listeners to find out more about you and your various projects? Um, well, uh, you know, I, as I was saying earlier, I, I do voiceovers. Um, and mm-hmm. so if, uh, if people were interested in my work as a voiceover artist, um, they can go to... Uh, www.adam.sonnetfilms.com. Um, we have, uh, if, if people wanted to go to sonnetfilms.com, that's also our, our other website where we kind of talk about films we've done and, and a little bit about of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, yeah, other than that right now, um you know my my passion and my work is just doing the things that I'm working on space command and and these other little side projects and so um but if people wanted to check those out there's we you know we just posted a whole bunch of new photos and um mm-hmm. screenshots of the show and uh and if anyone's going to be in San Diego 
for Comic-Con, definitely come to the Space Command panel uh, in which Doug Jones and Robert Picardo and Mira Fearlin and um, uh, other star actors will be in, in behind-the-scenes uh, footage, and the crew will be there. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, a fun time. That sounds awesome, man. I, I look forward to finding out and seeing, excuse me, seeing more about the Space Command series. Adam, it was fantastic having you on the show, buddy. I hope you have, have a super fun time this past, this, excuse me, this next week in San Diego. All right, you too. And uh, if you're down there, you know, hit me up. <laughs> Most certainly, man. You take care, my friend. You have a good day. All right, you take care, Owen. Bye. Peace, man. Bye-bye.